Joining me is always my two good men who we've not talked since November, since our loss against FC Tucson. But with a new season, new teams join the league, new players, it's all fun, it's all excitement. It's Matt and Shanir. How are you doing, buddies? Not too bad, not too bad. Looking forward to the season, looking forward to preseason. Loving soccer coming back to Richmond. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, Matt? I didn't know we were talking again yet. I thought we were not talking all through the all through you know till the start of the season. No, oh, you know, just boycotting it out. That's how we're doing it now. That's how we're starting the year. It's not, it's not an off season. <laughs> yeah, just, just, well, just like USL teams would want silent off seasons. No silent. Oh, exactly. yeah, we got to do uh, behind closed doors podcast from now on until the season starts, so no one knows what we're doing. No one knows what we're doing. <laughs> Um, so this is not going to be our super in-depth podcast, but we were like, we want to talk about the kickers. We want to talk about what's going on, the new signings. Um, that more in-depth podcast would come maybe a week or two before the season starts. You get, we can get you guys all excited. Um, but real quick, guys, what before we dive into the players and things like that, this off season, what are some things that has caught your attention during the USL League One season off season? I mean, I think the big news, uh, you know, from the Richmond perspective is that Richmond Kickers primarily pipeline. What up? Yeah. You know, your boy uh, should hear Mr. Matt Turner. Uh, my name. Come on. My no, guy. That's true as well. Okay. So, <laughs> I, Matt, we were, ta- we were talking about this. Well, we were all talking about this in the chat. I'm maybe in the minority. Like, I don't. I find it cool that we can say, like, oh, yeah, he played for us, but I don't consider him a kicker's player. Am I wrong for that? I feel like yes. I'm wrong for that. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. good to know. I mean, because my thing is there have been a lot of players that have come on loan to the kickers that have shown that they don't appreciate it. There have been – also a lot that have shown that they appreciate us. You you think of players like Travis Wara um, and Matt Turner. Um, they I remember a couple of times that we even had were able to, after some games, quickly talk to him. And we could tell that he really appreciates the support that we gave him when he was here. You know, he appreciated playing, the playing time that he got playing uh, for the kickers. So I mean, if if for in my opinion, whether you're a loney or not, if you appreciate your time spent with the Richmond Kickers, you're a kicker. Yeah, that, that's yeah, and, how I see it. Yeah, I can agree with that. And also, it's not like he was here for like one or two games and then vanished. You know, he was here over the course of two years. You know, he played like close to thirty games for us. I mean, that's more games than some guys who were contracted, you know, to us played. Right. Sure. So I, I'm on board with it. But yeah, I mean, you know, good guy, you know, as well. I, I, I was at a uh, went to an away game in Bethlehem one time. And, you know, after the game, you know, dude asked me if, you know, uh, take a picture. I was like, what? 
Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, that's gonna be a, that's a nice uh, relic that's buried in my phone somewhere. You know, me with the you know guy who's probably going to the World Cup, who's going to the Premier League. You know, so real quick because I'm not gonna lie to you, I have probably blocked out that season just because of how abysmal it was. But uh, do you guys think he starts at Arsenal or do you think he goes automatically on loan? This is I probably no, he's a two. You think he's the two? At least to start, yeah, yeah. start off. Yeah, he's not beating out Ramsdale right no. away. I promise this is no, the only no, Premier League no. talk we'll ever do. That's ever. a lie. You, that's a lie. You two are going to talk about Manchester United at least fifteen times. Uh, this year. No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about them. I don't want to talk about them right now. I don't want to talk about them. Just be aggressive. <laughs> conversation. Listen, um, no, keywords there right now. <laughs> I mean, it would probably be uh, just going to be a long time. How bad everything's been. <laughs> That's it. But outside of that, I'm not going to be diving into Premier League talk. But, nah. guys, moving on, before we dive into all the questions we got, um, let, do you guys want to talk about the players that are not in the squad or the players returning before we move on to the new players? Uh, I'll leave the choice to y'all, as always. Well, let's go you know, give our goodbyes first, and then we can fully move on to yeah. 2022. All right. Well, here we go. The players that are not in the club is Stanley Alves. He has left the club. Uh, Hernan Gonzalez. We tried. We don't know where he's at right now. Um, if he's coming back or not. Uh, Mumbai Kuswele has left the club. Uh, Zeb Talib. Once again, don't know where he's at. I think we found out he's coaching. Um, so he ain't coming back. Come on, he ain't coming back. <laughs> uh, um, the Swedish Pirlo. I can't call him that anymore. Mr. Victor Flack has moved on to Central Valley Fuego, a uh, new team joining USL League One. Uh, Devontae Debussy retired. Um, Denzo USA has left the club. Austin Aviza, we don't know where he at. I don't know where he at right now. Um, Avon has retired to become an accountant. Uh, Juan, okay, real quick, before we finish up the rest, how shocked would you guys at one retiring. Monty? Yeah. Monty. First of all, who ever called him Juan? Well, true. <laughs> Monty. It was, Monty. It was always Monty, man. I, th- I thought you were just doing a classic Elliot pronunciation of Yvonne at first. <laughs> nah. uh, yeah, that, that one took me by surprise, you know, because he's you know, still a pretty young guy. You know, he seemed, you know, Really enjoy you know his you know when he was out there on the field and you really get into it, but yeah, you never know. Sometimes people are just ready for the next step. You know, I'm not going to hate on that. He, you know, he you know went out there, went hard when he was on the field. That's all I'll ask for. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, let's see who else. Uh, Ian Anley, he came back from injury. He went to Tormenta to follow the footsteps of his brother. That's a tough one. To me, that's the toughest one for me because I don't feel we ever got the full Ian Antley experience because of injuries. No, you didn't. Yeah, but <laughs> are you ever, we is did, that experience we, ever going to exist the, again? Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, the only experience, full experience we got of it was in a preseason game. And it got us excited for things to come. And then right. COVID happened. And then injuries. Well, we got all the way up to the first year, all the way up until the Yu Omaha game, and then yeah. returning back season two, the first half 
of the uh, Revs two game. Yeah. So, yeah, and and I mean that there was so much, and I, I do feel that him getting injured really did derail our season. His first injury comp- really derailed the season because I think Darren was depending on him a lot, was depending on what he offered as a fullback. And now he had to completely rejig and scramble to put something together to finish out the season or try to finish out the season strong. Yeah. And and I think that was a big blow to to the squad. Um, but, you know, best of luck to Ian. Yeah. Best of luck. Wishing the best. Not against us, but we wishing the best. Um, yeah. <laughs> S.O.B. Calvo uh, was resigned, then released on the first uh, of February. Uh, reasons unknown. We don't really know why, but we wish him the best. Um, Olex Anderson made the move to North Carolina FC. That move was kind of predictable. We all kind of knew that was coming based on playing time and um, him not really meshing into the system and never really overpassing uh, Emmy or Jonathan on the wing. Um, and but he had the talent. Yeah, yeah he, he had the talent, but it just didn't fit. And so the, I, someone was going to scoop him up with the talent yeah. he has. Um, and then Sam Solomon has made a move to Maryland Bobcats, who are in Nisa. Um, sat with us, I think, what, mid-part last year? I mean, that's when it was officially announced. He was there all through preseason. He was – Okay. Like, he came in the same time as, like, Cole and some of those guys. Uh, okay. You know, practice players at first and, you know, Cold, you know, worked his way in the first team. Solomon never really did. Okay. Yeah, so he made a move to Maryland Bobcats, which are in Nisa. So um, those are the guys who are not a part of the squad from last year. Uh, moving on, we're going to re- move into the players that are returning. Akira Fitzgerald, you know, goalkeeper of the year. Um, He's returning. I heard he was washed up. Look, <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I apologize. I really was like Loki pushing him out the door last year. Like, all right, Kira. Like, the swan sounding out. But he's returned for one more year. I think he's still doing the player coach role, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, good on him um, coming back. I mean, hey, if he can be father time, yeah, I mean, why not? It, exactly. I mean, a lot of times these players, you know, they can they, they know how to listen to their bodies. And, and, you know, if it's time to go, his body will tell him, look, hang it up. <laughs> right. Hang up those gloves. But I think he 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 it seems like he's got another season in him. Um if he has another season in him, look with what he offers, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I I'm, I'm taking a little bit of offense to this idea of him, you know, being what like 33, 34 and being old. Well, it's soccer years. For for goalkeepers not really though. That's not very old for goalkeepers. You look at some of the best goalkeepers, their peak is actually around their late their their early. All I'm gonna say is this. He bet that had the same number of saves as which he had last year. Because if he did, we are in a world of trouble. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah. want to see him topping the charts this year for good reason. <laughs> I'd rather see him top the charts in clean sheets. Yeah. Exactly. Just that. That <laughs> means he has a good defense in front of him that's helping him out. That's actually right. Making him not have to stand on his head every game, right? Save percentage, he can you know lead up there. Yeah, he can do that. Those those only two categories we want to see. Um, another well, not surprising. 
Well, a little bit surprising. Ethan Bryant, uh, who was on loan with us last year from San Antonio FC, has returned to the club. He's a full-blown Richmond Kickers player. You don't have to worry about him getting a call back from San Antonio. He has signed with the kicker. So that is a big positive in our book because us and even the fans were like, this guy is a next-level player. Like He is he is good. Yeah, and um, he, he really helped last year to kind of transform the attack a little bit once he you know, got in and got integrated. You know, his ability to be able to you know, carry and pivot the ball in the midfield. Uh, when he was out on the wing, he was able to you know, make – uh, some impact there. So I think having a full preseason to really get uh, you know, into the framework of the team can only be a good thing. And I mean, the guy's only still, what, 20 years old, I think. So mm-hmm. he's got yeah. plenty of room to grow, even though he's, I think, his fifth year as a professional now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's plenty of room to grow. I mean, very young. It's going to be interesting to see where he plays. Um it, it, it also depending on what formation Darren goes with. Does he go 4-3-3? Because that means he's probably going to play that central mid spot. Or does he go to his trusty 4-2-3-1? And does he kind of take a like left or right midfielder? So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, yeah, I mean, I think um, just, just, just one more thing about Ethan is I feel that with the of what we saw of him the last season, I can see him being our new, like, Riley Craft in terms of, of an eight, of uh, a, a good eight, a good player who can carry the ball, who can lay those passes that start the attack, who can track back and help out on defense when needed. Um, he, he has a lot in his, in, in, his, in his basket. Like, he has a lot of, of different assets that can be used a lot in a lot of places on the field, but I do feel that he definitely has potential as a very, very good center midfielder. Yeah, he does. He, it's a lot of potential. Um, moving on, we got Austin Kazi coming back. Um, this yes, year's yes. back goalkeeper. Uh, Jalen Chrysler, Nathan Ani, Chris Cole, Neil Vigneault, Zach Moran, Matt Bulldock. At this point, first of all, I'm going to say this because I love Matt. I need Matt to like score. So I can push this narrative of getting a statue for him or like a testimonial match when he has his 10-year <laughs> mark here at Richmond. I'm just going to put that out there. He's good for a goal or two a year. Yeah, but I, I need more than one goal from him. I need like – Well, you know what? You know what I think? The one thing we need to, to realize is ever since the era of, you know, your your deli and, and your um, – you know, Jason Yisley, there hasn't been a consistent front three or four player. You are seeing literally our front line and midfield is all coming back. So this is a second year that this entire front line and midfield get to go at it again. And so I think we're going to see, we might see see more than just, (laughs) I thought he was going to ready to say something else. And I was going to be like, no, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm saying we might see more than just Terzaghi putting all of the goals in. We might see well, a little we'll more comfort we'll in the other that. players, and there might the other players might become more comfortable in in creating more chances for your you know your Bolaños, your Matt Bolduc, and maybe even Neil sometimes as the number ten. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought you were going to say I like, we haven't had a consistent score since Delhi. I was like, 
You watched the last two years? <laughs> no, no, no. No. <laughs> no, I mean just that whole that whole front line and midfield is the same. So it's it's back at it again. The chemistry is continuing to build. Um it, it's 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 something that we've struggled with ever since that era of those players retired. Because yeah, once I mean, they retired, it's been a revolving door up front. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some reason for in, continuity between exactly. Uh, you, you need some fresh blood, and we'll talk about those guys coming up here in a little bit. But having a core that knows how to play with each other, knows you know where you know guys are going to you know uh, be, how they like to receive the ball, you know, they know how to you know, communicate. Yeah. Already, that that can go a long way to being able to have that uh, fast start to a season too, because you know you don't have to spend all preseason learning each other. Yeah, yeah. that's very true. That's very true. Um, moving on in our list, of course, the Golden Boot winner, uh, the MVP, uh, El Gote, Emiliano Terzaghi is back, of course. Um, Luke Pavone, the Switchblade, he is back, and. I saved this one uh, last for you, Shanir, because um, you remember, what was it, two years ago? Where you went all in on Stanley and I went all in on Jonathan? I just want to say I won that bet. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. Uh, um, it's For me, you know. You don't got to explain it, it. You don't got to explain it. <laughs> I just want to say I won that bet. Um. But real quick, guys, uh, returning guys, I want to ask you guys this question. Um, who do you think is going to be excluding Akira and Emmy? Because we know they're important. Um, who's going to be the most important player out of this returning pool to push the kickers to that next step, to that home playoff game that we've been alluding? I personally think um, it's, it's going to be a combination of um, Ethan Bryan and Neil. Okay. Um, your your midfield players that are going to take most part in the attack tend to be the most important with regards to creating goal chances, creating goals, and creating opportunities to win games. Um, the fact that we have a stable and returning used to each other midfield three of um, uh, Neil, Ethan, and Zaka is is going to make that easier for those two, knowing that Zaka, a player that they know very well, is right behind them, backing them up. So those two are going to be key to creating those chances for Bolaños, creating those those passes for for um, for Bulldog and 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 Emmy. So I, I think those two are very very key to to the, to our success. Okay. What about you, Matt? Uh, I think probably the, the returning guys minus the big two. Uh, I think probably the most important to the team is going to be Jalen Chrysler. I think one most important to being able to take us to the next level is Neil. You know, because we we talked we talked about this plenty of times last year. A lot of times the attack was bomb it to Bolaños, hope he can make something happen for either himself or Emmy. Right? That was the ball. We, we yeah. need to be able to justify <laughs> the attack a lot you know, more. And you know, we saw you know, Neil really grow into that role over the course of the year, like early on last year. We were like, eh, what, what, what did we get ourselves into with all this? And as the season went on, he got more comfortable. I think you know, Darren, you know, was able to find how to get him into the right places on the field where he could be able to do his thing because, uh, you know, he's not a burner like Bolaños is, but he is really sticky with the ball. 
you know, the ball gets to him and he can be able to, you know, juke a guy within, you know, space of a yard. Like he's not going to, you know, that's how he makes his space. It's not, you know, kicking, you know, tap and run, you know, sort yeah. of thing. So uh, being able to have that going through the middle, being able to dictate tempo in a different way, uh, I think that can be the potential difference maker for the attack and can really, you know, give us uh, something even more than what we didn't have in the past couple of years. Uh, for me personally, I, I'm i going to go Jonathan Bolaños because uh, I've been riding this ship for three years. I'm riding it again. Um, <laughs> and I'm also going to – I'm, I'm going to agree with you guys and say Neil. I think all of us say Neil, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that must mean that we think Neil is going to have a breakout year season two. Um, I mean, I it, it's, it's only natural, you know, you're number 10. Yeah, being one I of mean, the most important guys. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't think Neil's gonna play number ten. I think he's gonna be like a box to box kind of like CDM. I don't, I don't think Darren plays with the number ten role. Yeah. Um, but for Belong, it's either usually two eight sixes or two eight tens, and yeah. it, it kind of. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like the whole number thing. You, we don't need to force numbers on them to fit. You know, some British system. We just call them center mids that do different things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for Jonathan, I think he's going to have a breakout year. Last year, he definitely had a very good year. Um, he was probably our most consistent player outside of Emmy, and that wasn't all that because of goal scoring and things like that. Um, definitely had a couple of big misses. Go look at the FC Tucson game. We know how that went. But I think in order for Richmond to be more – Potent in the attack, it'd be more dangerous out on the wings. I think it's going to rely heavy on Bolaños, and I, I'm really looking forward to see how he takes that step going into year three. Now he's very settled in to the system. Because remember, year one was COVID, didn't really, you know, not that much. Just learned how to be a professional. Year two has his breakout. Now year three, can he be consistent and improve upon it? We know what the floor is. The floor is season two. Now can he move on to that next level and take that next step? Um, and if he does, who's to say like he doesn't end up in the, the you know team of the year or like a dark horse MVP pick or something like that? Yeah, I mean, here's so, the guy that I was I, most concerned about losing, you know, to moving up the ladder in the offseason. So I was really pleasantly surprised when he got announced uh, because I mean, he has all you know the the skills in place to be able to play at. A higher level, like I can see oh, him yeah. fitting in at a championship uh, you know, type team already. Uh, so I think we're fortunate to you know, get another year out of him here. Yeah, and if he has a year that I think he, I plan on him having, uh, which it doesn't really matter, um, I, I'm perfectly <laughs> fine with him making that move up the ladder next year. Um, but hopefully, I, I can see that happening, Richmond. Yeah, I can see that happening. The thing, the thing is with uh, Bolaños is literally last year you saw his evolution. That's when you saw most of his evolution because he started off the season as a put it out on the wing to him and see if he beats his man. And he just went for pace, 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 pace every time. And sometimes he even ran his pace so hard that he ran out of bounds. And and it it that's was called, that's called Olexine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it, it used to be that you couldn't, unless you look, if you were, if you had a bad TV, you couldn't tell the difference between Olex and, and, and Bolaños because they would just, they were just run. They were just run, run, run. But Bolaños evolved 
you saw different things starting to crop up in his in his repertoire as the season went on. And knowing that they've had an entire offseason, he knows he's playing with the same guys. He's most likely this preseason, the practices that we'll have been working on stuff. I think we're going to see a very different and far more lethal Bolaños this season yeah. than we saw last season. Yeah. So we're all hoping on that. Um, we're going to move on to the new players that are joining the Richmond Kickers. Um, real quick, fans, just want you to know, we are going to go more in-depth into these players like we do every year before the season starts. I'll let you know how they play, what their tendencies are like, what we expect from them, kind of where they're on the bench. But right now, uh, we're just going to go uh, through the list, let you know what position they play, the team, and then what do we expect from the group as a whole, you want to say. Um, so start off with Stuart Ritchie. He's a left-back cover from Hanover 96-2. That's the second team. Um, Matt Bentley, who's a forward who played at Leatherhead FC over in England and also Lionsbridge down to 757. Uh, Leonardo, I hope I say this last name right, Bayema. Uh, I was watching YouTubes of him earlier because I've never seen him play before. Because why would any of us have ever seen him play before? Right. <laughs> Bayema, yeah, Bayema, okay, Bayema. Uh, left man, according to random um, Argentinian guy on YouTube. Right. Uh, a left man from Central North, uh, Stephen Payne. Uh, by the way, Kickers fans, there's an excellent article written by Hammering Down. Uh, we put it, I put it in the Red Army Facebook group. Uh, we'll also plug that on our social media pages as well. Uh, kind of going into the history of, of Stephen Payne and his family being from Nigeria, his mom being from Alabama AM, and his whole family. Actually, his two sisters are with Nigerian women's national team uh, camp right now. So that's pretty dope. Um, but he's coming from Portugal. I'm not going to say the team name because I will butcher it. Not going to do that to myself. Vila uh, Mardanshi. Portugal. What? Portugal. <laughs> I'm not said Portugal. Vila Mardanshi. Dude, you sound like you're just fumbling like teeth in your mouth. Not doing that. Uh, Chandler Hodier, uh, he's a center man from Des Moines, Menace. Um, I believe he was part of that championship team that just yeah. won it. Yep. So that's yeah. a good uh, – I like that. Um, he also played for Christian Brothers University. Uh, Vicenzo Candela? Candela. Candela. There you go. See, that's what I got you on the show for. Uh, Central Midfielder. <laughs> He's coming from Toronto. I mean, not Toronto. Tormenta FC slash Tolston Battery. Um, so he's very used to that region's coming up here uh, for better opportunities. Uh, we have a Ram returning, uh, Dakota Barnathan. Barnathan, I think. Barnathan. Nate, if you're listening Barnathan. to this, just send us a pronunciation guide, okay? Just just go on and forward. I don't – I shouldn't have to email you. Just go on and send that to us. Uh, uh, <laughs> back, coming from FC Tucson. Uh, Christian Molina, uh, right man from Union Omaha, and Eli Mumford, a goalkeeper from North Carolina's youth. Um, he is signed exclusively to a USL Academy contract. He's not, quote-unquote, a pro. He's part of the Academy. So um, if the kickers are looking to bring in kind of like a mediary goalkeeper between Akira and Kazi, there's still room for that. Um, but let me ask you guys this question. Who is the signing? Actually, two-part question. Who is the signing that you are most impressed about uh, thus far, and what is the position 
that you still think the kickers need to fill to be ready for uh, the season starting April 2nd? Um, in terms of most impressive signing, uh, it, I don't know if it's just recency bias, but pain to me is is one that I'm excited to see. Um, uh, Stephen Payne. But for me, a position that I feel we... Uh, I feel we would we would need uh, a little more of is another center back because at this point right now I I want someone with I want at least a third very experienced center back uh, with uh, Barnison and and uh, Jalen that would be a good pairing but if something happens if we have fixture you know fixture cram up you can't play them both of them each game someone's going to need a rest there may be injuries i need to make sure that if we plug in another center back it's not somebody who's a greenhorn um so i just just at least one more center back for me just just for peace of mind <laughs> <laughs> understand what I do that. uh first of all yeah you know, let's not forget nathan alney you know the our you know giant man uh in the back there who's like the defensive luke playing every position exactly he's 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 swiss army knife 2.0 <laughs> he really is like a defensive luke yeah <laughs> luke xl yeah <laughs> uh i think the one i'm most the new player i'm most intrigued by is uh stuart ritchie uh you know so it looks like he's probably going to be you know a left back i think part of this is probably just you know, internal bias that I've realized I have over the years towards outside backs because that's usually what I played, you know, growing up. So I think I keep getting drawn to that because la- remember last preseason I was all about Monty and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm dip- dipping right back into the same left back pool once again with all this. But uh, I'm intrigued, you know, because of you know what his background is and how it's lined up with some of our other players in recent years. You know, he's he went over, he's from California. He you know went over to uh, you know you know, Europe, you know, played in a couple, you know, uh, pro teams over there and not just like rando pro teams, like actual legit, you know, systems like, you know, Hanover. And I think it was in one in Holland. I can't remember which one off the top of my head. Uh, but you know, he's, you know, had, you know, a couple camps with youth national teams. This is screaming out to me, you know, a potential Joe Gallardo, Riley Kraft, you know, you know, young guy who got into a bad situation and, you know, coming to Richmond, potentially be able to rehab himself up to uh, the level that, you know, he should be at, you know, so if he can give us, you know, the type of stuff that those two guys you know, gave us when they came to Richmond. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. God, I see uh, you're absolutely right about that. Um, For me personally, I think I'm really excited to see what Matthew Bentley can do Um, just because on a twofold front, one, this is show, something Shadir, that we've been talking about forever that um the kickers are building bridges with other clubs in this in the state of virginia <laughs> lions bridges yeah there you go see <laughs> uh, um but yeah you know that's that's a good supporting piece um coming in and also the thing about it lions bridge has put out quality players go look at the union omaha team um jp sears came from lions bridge um Matt Bentley was part of that team. You're that right. Won into the playoffs last year. 
So I'm excited to see what he do, but that also means that Terzaki can also have a rest sometimes in those late minutes. Um, so kind of interested to see how he does during preseason, um, see where he lines up. I'm expecting him to be the backup striker, but we'll see. Um, and I think the position that we need to feel outside of goalkeeper that I've talked about, um, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to agree with you today. I'm going to say center back as well. Just another center back. It can be someone young that can learn. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe someone that didn't get drafted in the, in the MLS draft or uh, maybe a low knee from a USL championship club. But uh, I think having another center back on the depth chart, like a fourth center back, um, you know, who could deputize during like a cup game in the last like 30 minutes or something. I think that would be good to have in your back pocket just in case of something ever happens. Yeah. I, I'd be okay with another right back too, because I think I'm guessing that Payne is probably you know, slotted in for the right back spot most likely. Uh, but and, yeah, we saw Aoni can go out there, but – that didn't really feel like the most natural. Yeah, they didn't feel natural. Him, so. Um, so, so I will I, say this. When I was looking him up on Transfer Mark, um, it seemed like a lot of his stuff was coming from the right. Like that was the position they had him kind of targeted in as as a right back. Yeah. But you know, need cover. I mean, we have six guys on the roster who are classified as defenders. It's not a ton of depth and Somebody's going to get hurt during the course of the year. Hopefully, it's not a long injury, but yeah. you know, somebody you know pull a muscle or you know get you know a yellow card suspension or something like that at some point. I mean, we know we know we have guys who uh, are not shy from getting booked. We'll put it that way. I'm looking at you, Mr. Chrysler. <laughs> but Jalen, yeah, yeah, it says the majority of position he play is right back, right mid, and right winger. So. But yeah, having another, especially with Calvo not coming back, I think you're right. Having um, another, you know, right back on that side would do great. I yeah, don't yeah. want to see Bulldog playing fullback ever again. No, or Luke. No. Or Luke. Or I Luke. love Luke. Or Luke no. I love him. I love him to death. And depending on what team we're playing against, he can do a job there, but he I'd rather not here. see him. No, there. no. This is actually <laughs> like Richmond. No. <laughs> He can't defend. <laughs> I love him. He can't defend. But he scores goals when he's playing right back. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that, that, that was mean. I'm sorry, Luke. I'm not going to lie, yo. That first year under Dario when Luke was playing uh, striker, I was rooting so bad for him to score. Oh, and yeah. then the next year he scores a old goal. And I'm just like, not like this. Yeah. Got to be more yeah, specific. But I mean, at the at the end of the day, we knew that even though he was playing striker, his job wasn't scoring. His job was everything else, and he was doing that very well. He was, but I was happy for him. You know, I just I would have loved to see him score. Um, so moving on now, we're going to move on to the behind closed door games that fans are not allowed to. I'm putting this in quotation marks. Um, do with that information what you will. Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, preseason schedule, we already played Louder United, won their game 2-1. to one. Um, Saw a couple of highlights. Not really much we could decipher from it, but it was nice. Polonia was cut inside. I saw a header. I couldn't see who scored it. I feel like one of them looked like it might have been Bentley, but 
Yeah. The highlights were cut in a way that you couldn't actually see anything that happened. Yeah. Totally That's useful. a lot, Nate. <laughs> um, so you got Chowan University coming up. You got another game against Loudon. Uh, we renew our rivalry against Charleston Battery. That's a game I really wish they would allow fans to go to. Yeah, I, I mean, the history. The yeah, history there. That would be cool. Two oldest clubs in the nation? Yeah, it's absolutely. It's the old man derby. A <laughs> um, couple of college teams at UNC, UNCG Greensboro, uh, William & Mary, Loudon United again, Philadelphia Union 2, VCU. Uh, we play a USL League 1 opponent in North Carolina FC play VCU again, and then we close out preseason with JMU. Um, I'm not going to ask you guys like what game you're looking forward to in the preseason, that, anything like that. Oh, also, high point in there as well. Um, but, as you know, USL offseason, everyone hypes up every signing. Everyone thinks their guy is the next guy. They think that this is the guy that's you know, going to take the team undefeated, and he can't do no wrong, and then the guy barely ever plays. Um, let me me ask you guys this when it comes to preseason what are the two things that you're looking for the most um, out of this team as positives Hmm. I think it's how guys are able to communicate with one another because yeah you you can run run over a team potentially and just out talent them that's not going to do you any good long run you know, are guys, you know, able to identify what runs, you know, each other is going to make, be able to find each other without having to, you know, look up, look around, you know, for them? Is it going to be instinctual? So I think that's one thing. Uh, I, th- I think, you know, being able to see communication as well, defensive shape, you know, are guys, you know, responding to one another? Are they getting where they need to be? Shudair, what about you, my man? Um, I think I'm just looking forward to, to, to seeing the relationship of these players continue to grow. Um, I've, I, one, one thing that I, I have never been a big fan of is all-star games. Um, and that is because you take the chemistry aspect completely out of the game. And I think that's one of the most important things. And if you can have, as we've, as we've already talked about a lot of returning players, it's exciting to see these guys continue to develop and explore their chemistry and explore what they can do together um, and what they can create together. So that, that is, for me, one thing that, 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 that I'm really, really excited to see. Um, you started to see some partnerships forming last season, and they will only get stronger since they're all, well, most of those guys are coming back. Yeah. Actually, thought about it. You know what I w- want to see? It's something I, it's more about what I don't want to see. No injuries, please. <laughs> I was just about to say no that. No serious ones. Yeah, no, 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 no big, no big, oh, I'm out for the rest of the season injuries. I don't, I don't want none of that. No. Nothing. <laughs> I, I, no, no, no injuries. No, nothing whatsoever. Um, No injuries whatsoever. Um, I, Outside of injuries, I think, one thing I want to see is the tendencies. Like, even if the team doesn't score necessarily, I mean, scoring is great. Don't get me wrong. But I think this kind of builds up your point, Matt, about you can beat a team 8 nothing, and just on time alone, but you're not really learning anything. I want this team to be able to build off the tendencies of which 
they're learning something and still do, getting better at it. You know, it's almost like the case of like Charlotte FC where they lost that, you know, first game against Charleston Battery. I'm pretty sure they went back and learned their lessons and learned how to improve things, how to get things better. And then when they came off for the second game, it was a draw, but you're still building upon those lessons. So just making sure everyone's fit, making sure everyone's healthy, get everyone ready for the game on April 2nd, and just make sure our tendencies and tactics are in place for that game. Um, so that's all wrapped up. I got a couple – we're just going to go through a couple of questions. Um, what is the biggest question going into the season for you guys? Who else is scoring? <laughs> True. <laughs> I, think that is the I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> I, I think we all yeah. agree on that. I think that is the biggest question. Outside of Emmy, who, you know, who two years in a row had yeah. to go to boot winner. Um, I think we have all jumped off the ship of him being the lead assister in this team. We realize that is not happening. Don't Hold do that. On. Hold on. You two were on that board. I was. I was not on that board. I was on the putting him <laughs> as close to goal as you possibly can. You're right. Absolutely, I was. I'm off that bandwagon 100%. But I think the most important thing is who is going to be next up in line to score those goals and can we spread them out a little bit more equally? Of course, get Terzaghi his, but who else can help out? Um, next question. Well, I think – Oh, oh just, you know, okay. No, you, I, you, I was going to say just just building on, on, on what you just brought up with, you know, us – feeling about the the whole situation at the beginning of last season with uh, Emmy, we want to see more assists from him. I think that was because Neil hadn't come into his his full potential yet. And we saw it towards the end of the season. Oh, that's where the assists are going to come from. So, okay, Emmy, you can score goals now. <laughs> the assists are coming from somewhere. So... <laughs> So I, I think I, I think yes, like the two of us were off that manual because we now know we have we have the tools to create for because it I think what our our biggest concern was from the season before was that Emmy had to literally create all of his own goals almost and mm-hmm. that was that was something I felt like okay can we can we just just pull him back and get somebody up there who can put the ball in the back of the net so he can just give it to them. But now that we have Neil doing what he's doing, Emmy doesn't have to do as much. Yeah, no. Doesn't have to at all. Um, so we're going to move into more of the schedule. We're going to look at some of the noticeable games. Once again, fans, we're going to go more in depth about the schedule. Uh, we're just going to focus right now on the first five, well, really six games of the season. Um, so to start you off with. So to start you off at home against FC Tucson April 2nd, uh, we play FC Tucson. Um, then we have another game in between that, April 5th. Or is it kind of like 5th, 6th, or 7th kind of date? I, I think it's TBD. So it's pro- certainly going to be the 5th, though, because I can't imagine Darren agreeing to push it any farther since there's another league game coming up on Saturday. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, so that's the U.S. Open Cup game that we either play against Lynchburg FC at home, or are we going to road to Nova, correct? Right. And the Nova okay. plays up in uh, Leesburg. Um, real quick. Um, well, yeah, let me ask you guys this now. Would you guys prefer to be at home for that U.S. Open Cup game, or would you guys rather be on the road? Matt, take out where you live at out of the equation, because I know your answer already. <laughs> I'd rather be at home. Um, the 
advantage is always at home. Um, and, and if we have another home game, we don't need the team traveling. At the end of the day, it, we're, we're at home for on, on the second. We're at home on the ninth. Let's just stay home. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think home Open Cup games are some of the most fun games of the season. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not usually a big crowd, but, you know, you can be able to really hear the players. You can, you know, get on them, you know, get on you know the opposition guys a lot easier as a result. So I, I think there's that nice little piece, like Ellie referred to, selfishly, much more convenient for me just to go to Leesburg. Uh, so I, I won't be upset if that happens. But, uh, yeah, I mean, home game makes life easier for all parties involved. And at the end of the day, you know, I'll sacrifice my own selfish you know, wishes <laughs> for the good of the team. I knew that was going to come to Um, For me personally, <laughs> I would love to go on the road. Like, I kind of think back to the experience where we were, like, the bigger team going into Lions Bridge and how kind of cool it was. Yeah. I, I think it would be kind of cool. Like, you know, bigger team going, it would be kind of cool. Now, I'll be, be pissed if we lose. Yeah, I got to drive back home. But I don't <sighs> think it would um, Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll withhold judgment until at least halfway through the preseason. <laughs> um, so going back to it, the schedule. Um, we have home game against the new team, North Carolina, uh, Hellstorm, or the Colorado, North, North Colorado, Lord Jesus, both NC in, in fairness, right? <laughs> um, and then we go on the road for two games against Chattanooga Red Wolves and then Charlotte Independence, the lesser known team in Charlotte. And then we have a break before the Henny Derby on May 7th. Uh, is this going to be your thing all year? You know, Charlotte FC drops? No. That's, that's two in the last five minutes. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Look, my wife has made me go all in on this team. So yeah. I have to buy merchandise and make sure she's happy. Are, are you feeling like their coach does then? We're screwed? Oh, I, I look, 100%. Right now, I don't care what this team does. It's year one. I, I don't expect anything good. I'm also very pessimistic. If you, if no one has realized, I'm very pessimistic when it comes to my sports teams. I expect the worst to happen. Yeah, but you got to look at it this way. That that's that's a tricky situation in MLS, especially with the track record of a lot of a lot of the new teams. Yeah. So far, like the team, the For one the, the track record. A lot of the new teams come in guns blazing. Cincinnati, the exception. Um, <laughs> I mean, they came in guns so, blazing, and, and you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, and you you can see like how they've become, you know, the laughing stock of the MLS yeah, simply awesome. off of that because because every team that came into the MLS, every expansion team has come in hot, you know. And so that's that's setting a precedent, as setting a, a a lot of pressure for yeah. Charlotte. The real to, answer to, about to Charlotte FC is nobody cares. Let's talk about the kickers. Right. Let's get back to it. <laughs> um. So the six games that we have, real quick, just to go through them: FC Tucson home, U.S. Open Cup game, TBD, Northern Col- Northern Colorado home, Chattanooga away, Charlotte away. Um. Those first five game guys, what? How do you think the kickers are going to do? I'm not going to ask you for your predictions because it's once again we got a whole month and a half still to go before we kick off a ball in USL League One. But um, 
how, how are you feeling about those first five games, seeing those? What are your expectations? It's not a bad draw to start the season. Like yeah. Chattanooga way has always been a little tricky for us, but other than that, I mean, I'd rather get an expansion team early. You know, so I'm basically counting the independence as an expansion team at this point. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. I, I see, I can foresee them having a kickers 2019 type season where, yeah, you bring a few guys with you, but really it's just a brand new team. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I can see like 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 Matt said the two um the two expansion teams so to speak so in North North Colorado and Charlotte that those are two good that's that's two good starts also I like the balance between those two expansion teams and two tough teams um like you said Chattanooga we've always struggled against Chattanooga and Tucson have always given us a bloody nose. Like they've always given us a heck of a game. Like in terms Tucson of Loki has always, that number right now. They did they, they've always yeah, they've always made it very difficult for us. They had our number for an unfortunate two weeks at the end of the season. Yeah, but uh, I take look Derek yeah, won that first game. <laughs> yeah, the second game yeah, we should no, beat them. Yo I don't want to talk yeah. about that because it'll make me pissed all over again. But see that's that's what I'm saying. So there there are there's unfinished business with the first game of the season, and I think that is going to be an incentive for them to come out swinging and to come out hard. Um, then you go with North North Colorado. That's going to be an expansion team. That's going to be a new experience. Um, Chattanooga is always a difficult team to play against for us, and there is going to be the incentive to to change that. To, to 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 kind of remove the the Chattanooga curse, <laughs> so um, to speak. I'm trying to see if memory serves me right. I don't think we have. Yeah, we have never won in Chattanooga, so that's that's another. Yeah, I mean you're racing. That's another big game to see. Yeah, that's another big game. Um, going through the rest of the schedule, uh, you do have a big home stretch uh, in the month of June. Um. For those games, you're home against Chattanooga, home against South Georgia, uh, home against Charlotte, home against Northern Colorado Hellstorm, um, and if you end out the month on a Thursday against Fort Madison. I swear, this league does not want to make money because I don't understand how not one Henny Derby is not a national televised game. Just saying. Truly, you think the league cares about USL League One? No, but I will. No. Um. And then, but outside of that, you have kind of a weird road trip where we go on the road to Central Valley Fuego. Then we go home, well, not home, but we come back here on the East Coast to play North North Carolina. God, is going to mess me up. And then we go back on the road to play Northern Colorado. So that's our kind of most hardest, longest and hardest uh, road stretch of the season. So. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think that's probably gonna be our toughest road trip. Um you're literally leapfrogging and jumping three time zones. And that's just not fun. Um like we had said before we started recording, it would have been better if we got Central Valley, Colorado, North Carolina. Then that would have brought things moving back towards home rather than 
all the way on the other side, all the way back here and halfway across. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it would have been a lot easier. But you know what you're going to do. That's, I mean, that's we, the way the we do have a set up. at Omaha, at Chattanooga Wednesday, Saturday grouping later in the year. That could be rough. Um, that Yeah, that'll be rough as well. Um, talking about that grouping, uh, the last six game of the season, like you alluded to, Matt, um, on the road against Junior Omaha, on the road against Chattanooga, at home against Central Valley Fuego, on the road against South Georgia, on the road against Foreign Madison, and then you come home against Greenville. Um, kind of the reverse of what we saw last year. It's good to see our last two games are not on the road, so we have a potential last home game. Um it's going to be interesting how the last, last six games kind of play out for the year. Um, before we wrap up, guys, I want to ask you guys this question. Um, last two questions. Who do you think takes over the armband? Yvonne wore the armband for the majority of the year last year. He has since retired and is now an accountant. Um, who do you think takes the armband? I like how you keep on mentioning you know his new job every time. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird seeing him as a counselor. I know it, it's weird. It's strange. Like he's really like leveraging the books for like multi-billion companies now. Yeah. In last year, he was like slide tackling, getting in fights with Chattanooga. And anyway, uh, I mean, easy answer is Emmy because he had it most of the year anyway. Because they were doing, there were a lot of games where you know him and you know Yvonne both had armbands on. So yeah, Emmy's the easy answer. Uh, if for some reason he's not available for something, probably Jalen. That's that, yeah, I was I'm fine with Jalen. I was gonna say between Jalen and, and Akira. I, you can't put it on Akira if he's staff. That's true. That's yeah. true. But yeah, so it's Jalen for me. I mean, with with what he accomplished last year, with how how much of a of a of, of a anchor he was for us last year, I would I would say Jalen. Of course, this is a speculating because it, it goes beyond your performance on the field. It also goes with, you know, what personality you bring to the team, what you are like in practice, how how much of a leader you are during training. Um, and we don't know that. But right, from yeah, what yeah. things look like for us, uh, for me, I, I just feel Jalen stands out to me. Right. There are two old school guys at this point, you know, uh, Boldick and Luke. I don't get the impression either one of them is interested in being a captain. No. So my, uh, I was going to say Matt, but then you, you're you right. Um, I'm going to throw Zaka's name out there. I see that. I think Zaka can also wear the armband as well. Um, hopefully he scores more bangers like he did against North Texas. I'd be okay with that. Oh. <laughs> Um, if, if he gives me two more of those, that two of those this season, I'd I'd be happy because my goodness. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we need like seven or eight more because uh, somehow that doesn't win goal of the year because you know people are stupid. Yeah. Well, we we know we always get robbed. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, before we get up out of here, give me your way too early preseason slash. Regular season prediction. All right, two separate ones. One one preseason. No, no, no. One. That's the same well, thing. Well, no. Let's just make it one. Let's just do preseason. Okay. Let's just do preseason. 
So what's your preseason prediction? I can tell you mine's right now. Go for it. We will have a third kid that is green. That is mine. Oh. Yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah. I care. <laughs> I care. You pushing for that, huh? <laughs> I am. <laughs> that green third kit. That would be nice. Do that would be nice. I just want a green third kit. That's it. So you're looking just for something that's based only on the preseason, not looking ahead into the season. Yeah, no. It can be anything. All right. Uh, when we get closer to the season, you know we're going to get a little bit loose. Shadir, I just want you to know, do not make a stupid prediction like you did last year. I don't know what he's anymore. Well, we 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 said we said what what did we do last year? It was one obvious prediction and one outlandish one. Yeah, yeah, that just, we would normally do. Yeah, just go ahead and you know find those and have them ready for the next time. You know, so that way we can you know, call ourselves out for <laughs> awful ideas. That's fun. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll, I'll say uh, at least one more academy signing is still to come. That's, that'll be the prediction for the rest of preseason. Um, for me, I think by the time we reach the William Mary game, I think we are going to have our cemented back line, like etched in stone, our back four. Because for right now, it's still a bit up in the air with the new signings, with all of that. It's going to be like we're going to be 100% sure of who that is. Um, I haven't seen enough How of the new guys. Huh? How would we even know right now? <laughs> Everything's behind closed doors. I mean, that's that's why I'm not saying I know exactly who that back four is going to be. But I know that by then we will be able to say, all right, the back four for the season is these four guys. And then, of course, substitution based on whoever needs a rest. Yeah. So. True. True, 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 true. By the time we reach that William and Mary game, I, I think we'll have that cemented. Yeah, true. Well, guys, it looks like we're already back into uh, kind of mid-preseason form. Um, any last things before we wrap up? Is it April yet? Yeah, true. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Can't wait. Guys, also, make sure you get your uh, season ticket information. Get your season tickets. Even if you're not going to games, it's important to buy that stuff. Not to have the club, but like to kind of expand, bring more people to the game. I encourage everyone, invite five people to the game this year. Not to the homeowner, to any game this year. Buy the merchandise, wear the merchandise. Like the only way how the kicker's name is going to grow is if the fans do kind of the legwork. Just going to say my part about that. Um, And also enjoy it. Have fun. Like, we've been two years in a pandemic. It's kind of coming to an end. It's kind of not. We don't know. But, you know, be safe. But enjoy it. There's soccer in the city of Richmond. It's coming back to the way how it's supposed to be. We got a fun, exciting team. Show your support. Be there for the team and for the players and for the club. What about you, Shanae? Um, You basically said most of it. But I just, just to kind of reiterate, just, you know, support the kickers. Support them not just at City Stadium, you know. Support them all throughout Richmond. Make sure people know that you're a Kickers fan, you know. Make sure people know who the Kickers are. Uh, um, 
at the end of the day, like you said, if you're if you can invite maybe at least to five games a new person to City Stadium to experience a kicker's game, that's helping grow the brand. That's helping grow the club, and that's helping the kickers get the notoriety they deserve for being the the his, the, the storied club that 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 we are. Yeah, very much so. So. As always, listeners, we just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast. We will be back. We are going to have interviews coming up. Um, we already got Jalen confirmed, Ethan Bryant, and Jonathan Bolaños. Um, We're going to do our in-depth preseason preview. We're going to have our weekly um, inter- um, shows as well. You can follow the show on YouTube. We're going to start the YouTube back up again. Um, you can watch the shows there live. I mean, not live. You don't want to see our ugly faces. But you, the show will be uploaded <laughs> on the YouTube. You can also hear it on audio on all your favorite podcast apps. And you can also support us on Facebook. Um, go give us a like, River City 93 Go like the page because we'll be uploading stuff on there as well. We're working on our website. We're working on some writing pieces. This is season four. We're going big this year. So with that being said, that's Matt and Chenier. I'm Elliot. We will holler at you guys. Later, be safe and be. Uh, 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 uh.